In the spirit of reconciliation, Tabletop Unknown acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Tabletop Unknown Season 3 also contains some body horror, racism, and references to sexual violence. Tabletop Unknown Hello and welcome back to Tabletop Unknown, the show where we play test lesser known tabletop RPGs. My name is Will and with me is my co-host Jesse. Jesse, how are you going? Good, good. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Feeling all jittery yeah. and, you know. Professional recording studio. Oi, look at that. the band room of a theatre. <laughs> yeah. no. Having said that, thank you Fab Nobs, but uh, we don't need your space anymore. So No, we don't. <laughs> um, but yes, we are here at Bayside Recording Studios down on the Mornington Peninsula in Seaford. The lovely... By the sea, Ford. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. No, yeah, sea Ford. That's fine. <laughs> You're close. Oh right. boy, we have three lovely cast members here with us today, don't we? Absolutely. Hi. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Here we all are. You're all <laughs> smiling at me nervously, just um, as nervous and just as jittery as the rest as, of us. Yes, so. exactly. So we have Mitch, Nicola, and Simone here with us today, and of course, Will. You will be playing today. I cannot wait. I'm very, very keen to yes. mess with you as much as I possibly can. Yeah, so. this is revenge for the Pokemon <laughs> season, isn't which it? is revenge for Star Wars, which is revenge, revenge for everything for, else. Yeah, so. being friends, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. So let's start. Let's introduce um, our characters. So. Will, actually, why don't you start us off so the other guys know what to say and they're not as nervous. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. I'm your co-host, Will. You've heard my voice many times before. And today I'm going to be playing a Doctor character called Dal. Dal is a very old sort of curmudgeonly sort of boomer doctor. If you think (laughs) Doc McCoy from the original Star Trek series, that's basically what I've modelled him on. So the voice is going to be my attempt at a a, Do do the line. Come on. For God's sakes, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a witcher. um, But uh, the coolest thing about Dal is that he actually has major psychosis. So uh, he hears voices, which you get to control, Jesse. Great. And so that was part of rolling down the life path. Yeah, absolutely. So I did the life path for for Dal and all of that came from the life path, which is, yeah, again, a really wonderful tool for developing that character backstory. Yeah, excellent. And hopefully we'll find about, discover a bit more about Dal as we play. Hopefully. Simone, hello. Hi. Do you want to tell us about your character, please? Well, I'll be playing a very handsome, dashing man, uh, Witcher, called Johnny G. Frankie. He's all the <laughs> way from New Jersey. Uh, he's a, a male human, 80 years old, and uh, he's hated and feared by all, and he's a real sleazebag. Real sleazebag of a Witcher. Oh, yeah. But and his, knows it. His mum makes a great ziti. She makes the best pastroni in all of <laughs> Anyway, um, oh, that's great. So you're doing a New Jersey accent for us. That's I'll a lot try. of fun. I'll try. It may dip it out of Boston, that's, New York. And that's fine. San it all works. Um, yeah, so w- what does he look like? What's he? Tell us a bit about him. Uh, he's a very vain, gorgeous man. He's always got his shirt open, you know, pecs, abs are out. He loves to uh, flirt with all the ladies and the men. He, like, let's, let's, let's he's lived a long life. He's got very taste. Yeah, 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 he has. Uh, and he's got uh, a very expensive fancy sword with some sapphires in it. He loves yes. to you know, dress as well. And Great. And that's, getting that sword was rolling your part of rolling your life path, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. we found that out, which is yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of this came out of the rolls, which yes. is enjoyable. Great. Nicola, Hello. you are also playing a Witcher. I am. Do you want to tell us about your Witcher, please? Sure. Uh, I will be playing Mira. She is a human Witcher. Obviously female. I say obviously. It's not obvious, but yes. Yes. Just uh, for any law fans out there, that we, we are very aware there is no female Witchers. However, the book says we can. So, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, female Witcher. She's reasonably old, 150. She's done done a lot in her time. She's rebellious, but also quite cynical after quite a few mishaps that yep. she's had at through her career, which is why she has retired to oh. just outside of Oxenfurt. Great. Um, she wears utilitarian clothing. She's got to be comfortable in retirement um, with long braided hair, and she also has a pet dog called Burger. Wonderful. 
love that. I, love I, that. I absolutely promise no harm will come to Burger. Thank you. Just yes. to clear that up, don't worry. It's I think we're all good. feeling much better now. Yes. <laughs> um, and finally, Mitch. Hello. Hello. You are playing a criminal, I believe. I am. I'm playing a dwarvish criminal called Hjalkith. He is not a very good criminal. He's <laughs> very nervous and very paranoid. Great. Love which that. Which is sort of how he found himself in a life of crime was by him not wanting to do things and manipulating other people into doing them for him. Right. Oh, so he's a bit of a manipulator opposed to like a straight-up criminal then. Yeah, but like a really pathetic manipulator. <laughs> right, okay, great. <laughs> it's just like everyone feels bad for him. Yeah. So yeah, do the like, oh, yeah. yeah, all right. Like if, if he asks someone to do something they don't want to, like he'll just cry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. No. right. Yeah. I love this. That's good because there is, we will be, there's an optional rule set called Verbal Combat, which we will be using for this game. So um, we might not always use it, but we like depending on time. But yeah, that's exciting. I'm very, very excited for that. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yes. So in case anyone missed it, we are playing in the lovely town of Oxenfurt in Redania. The Nilfgaard army is pushing north. That's sort of the vibe and the setting. Oxenfurt is relatively safe, however, being on the Pontar River and surrounded by walls. Um, is there anything else, Will, or are we ready to start? I think we're ready to just jump straight into it, mate. Excellent, excellent. All right, let's get started. Honestly, I cannot believe this. Jesus. The old gruff member of the Regency Council stares the four of you down over his half-moon spectacles, looking over you with his permanent expression of annoyance and disappointment. That witcher you made me hire hasn't been seen in three days. He either run off with the money or he's dead. Two thousand crowns gone, because I listen to you all. Now... If you want to stay in Oxenfurt, safe from the seas of the black-flagged monsters of the Nilfgaard army, you're going to go out there and you're going to kill this beast before it kills again. I'm tired of this every decade, and I'm not going to hear another word from any of you, especially you, Hilkath. I don't even know what you do, dwarf. I can't believe I've got two lazy witches in this city doing nothing, and Dal, you keep them in line. Talk to the morgue in the guardhouse if you want to see the bodies. And here, take this map. This is where all the murders happened. Now off with you, before I change my mind and have you thrown out from the walls. For God's sakes, Michael Caine, I'm a doctor, not a map reader. <laughs> I don't care. Um, a guard leads the four of you to the door uh, and gestures for you to leave and slams the door behind you, frightening a flock of birds to fly away. Awaiting you is the colourful city of Oxenfurt, the dark, dreary sky clashing with the narrow streets, pointed roofs, covered in bunting and flowers and activity. During the day, the city is alive, but at night it is quiet. Only the brave alcoholics take to the taverns, and the quick and quiet lovers sneaking to each other's houses dare walk the streets as the beast of Oxenfurt prowls around inside its walls, looking for a victim. Every ten years, the beast comes to town, and when it does, it kills four people, one a week, and vanishes for another ten years. So, the town is yours. You have three days before the end of the week, and the beast has never been late in the past 50 years. So, the way this is going to work, you guys have a map. You may go to any of these locations. Um, at any point, the day will pass as you play, and I will just decide when the day has ended. But that is it. You are in the town. I wasn't really listening to him when he was talking. Did he actually mention anywhere that it had been attacked or anything? He did not, uh, but I'm also a little bit pissed off that I have paid my debts to this town and they're asking me to do this again. Oh, for God's sakes, Witcher. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, <laughs> typical. Hey, 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 don't worry, you know, this is how it's always been, you know, these assholes. They're fucking humans, they don't know shit. Look, to be fair, this town has been quite nice to me, so maybe tone it down just a little bit. It's nice. Been nice to you. That guard just pushed me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, unfortunately, um, Yalkis, you are accustomed to the mistreatment that humans do to non-humans. But yes, so you've been told that you can go to the morgue to view the bodies. However, also on the map are marked the murder locations that you can also investigate. Also, you can go around and ask, ask people at the town what's happened. 
Yeah, get your CSI on. Get your law and order going. They'll love a morgue on a Monday. <laughs> you love the smell of a morgue in the morning? Oh, I do, I do. It's nice. It's well, nice. maybe we should head to the morgue then. I'm going to head to the morgue first. Great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, you guys make your way to the mall. You pass through the streets. Uh, despite the murders, it is still quite an active day. The sun is high in the sky, despite it being overcast, um, and people are walking around the streets. Uh, as you make your way to the guardhouse, do you see sort of like some birds around? you see a bunch of people? Just There's a lot of outdoor cafe life and a lot of students walking around. Um, that is fairly typical for Oxenfurt. You make your way to the guardhouse. There's a man just standing in front, just a gruff guard covered in armour, Standing there, half asleep. Hello. <laughs> uh, hello there. Uh, oh, I've lost the voice now. <laughs> You'll get it back, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, for God's sakes, uh, hello there. We, uh, we're here to, to view the... the, the we got to go to the morgue. The bodies in the morgue. That's where we're heading. I'm a doctor. Yep. Yeah, listen to this guy. He's a doctor. we got to look at the bodies. He's a doctor. Uh, as, the, as one of the witches perks up, he just sort of rolls his eyes and steps to the side. Just sort of staring both the witches down with suspicion. Don't give me those eyes. He opens the door for you when you head down in. Inside the morgue, it is dark and dank in the underbelly of the guardhouse. Uh, you see a small desk with books behind it, and uh, with books, and behind it sits a male mage leaning back, reading while using magic to pour a cup of tea for himself. He's a dark-skinned person with short black hair and an exquisite moustache. Do I know this mage? Uh, you do not. However, uh, you will. What's your witch's name? Johnny? Johnny. Johnny, yes. Johnny, you will know this mage because in your backstory, a male mage owes you a favour. Um, it is Flora. Behind him is an empty cell with three piles of salt on tables, roughly the size of people. The mage Flora will assist you with the autopsies uh, and he's a friend of yours. So yes, he is just leaning back, pouring a cup of tea for himself with magic while reading a book. Is he the one that saved my life? You, you were friends, you were enemies in your backstory. Yeah, there's something there. He saved your life, you saved his maybe. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he has not seen you either. Okay. Well, uh, I'll uh, swagger on up and, uh, hey, yes, I'll remember me. Uh, he leans up from his book and sort of a smile creases his face. Oh, Johnny! Hello! Good to see you, old chap. How are we? I haven't seen you in, oh, it's been decades, I think. In a little while. Uh, yeah. no, went British. It's been, it's, <laughs> Joyce, Joyce, it's been a while, ain't it? Yeah, it's been quite a time. Oh, look at you. Are these your friends or your darling friends? Oh, hello. Another uh, oh, two of you. I've never seen two at one place. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, friends, it's uh, acquaintances, really. I mean, I don't really like nobody, but how we, How the fuck are you? You look great. I'm I, great. I got this cushy job. It's, it's wonderful. I just sit here and do nothing. Well, there was you- a mage in this town. He... Parked it, it's fine. Got salt, can I touch it? And then uh, I don't, reach out and no, touch it. No, um, maybe not. <laughs> don't, don't just touch things, uh, it's fine. Uh, but what brings you into the morgue? Why are you here? Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull out my little like silver sword and just start like picking my teeth while I talk with it. Uh, uh, you know, it's got the... <laughs> just a big old sword. <laughs> <laughs> not the big one, the little one. You have a little one? Yeah, the, the little one. Sure. Okay. Silver one. Uh, we got... We got the, some, uh, you know, bodies to look at. There's some moiders and, the, you know, they want... To... Oh, yes, the Beast of Oxenford. Terrible tragedy, that. Yes, no, I rejected the call to adventure. I just thought I'd read my books down here. Can I roll human perception mm. to, like, just get a general overview as to what his demeanour is at this point in yeah, time? Yeah, like sure. So hiding or lying Can you anything? please roll empathy, human... Oh, sorry, roll a d10 and add your empathy and human perception to the roll, please. Uh, 20. 20? Yeah, yeah you, you, you look um, this mage up and down, and he seems quite pleasant. He does seem to be taking advantage, and he knows it, but also he's a mage, so okay. they are a bit better off at this period of time. He seems very relaxed, doesn't see much of an issue, is genuine friends uh, with Johnny, you can tell that, but is still a bit confused as to why you're all here. Uh, is there any, anything else you wanted to know with that role, or was that pretty much... No, that's covered it. Yeah. Thank you. Great. So can we go look at some cold people? Oh, you want to look at the bodies? Great. Yeah, okay. I won't touch them. I won't touch them unless you... Think. Connoisseurs of the medical arts or something. Great. No, wonderful. Yes. Please, uh, come and have a look. So um, he leads you into this back cell and you do see three slabs, slabs essentially, tables, um, with big piles of salt. He's like, now, so there's three of them here. Which one did you want to look at first? 
Now, you do have the names of the people that were murdered, uh, and yeah. they are marked on the map you have been given. So, you have... There was a boy by the name of Cyril Fargus. Uh, he was a student at the Academy. There was Roland Gauss, who was a professor at the Academy. And there was Jore Sobel, who was a stable hand. Three of these people were killed. Yep, Cyril was killed first, then the professor, then Jory Sobol. Sorry, what was Cyril's profession again? What was? Uh, he was a student. student, student, a medical student. So you might have actually known him. And sorry, what was the last one? Jory Sobel. Sorry, Sobel. No, stable hand. Well, we might as well take a look at the first one, uh, the Cyril. Yes, something. the Fargus boy. Yeah. Uh, the mage sort of shakes his hands, claps them together, and throws his hands up, and the and the boy rises up out of the salt and rests perfectly clean as it was previously um, it is quite a sight he, this this boy was brutally murdered you can see that um, it's not nice there's a big gash on his stomach there's some weird scratches and slashes and lacerations um, yes do you want to yes can I roll first aid to like check it all out. Absolutely, you can. Yeah. So, yes, when you're looking at a body for evidence, you do need to roll first aid. So, roll your first aid for me, please. And that is craft. So, that'll be your intelligence. Your f- oh, in- Intelligence? That's uh, it's craft. Craft. Okay, craft, first aid, and a d10, please. That is uh, 20 again. 20, excellent. So, this is the evidence you have of this body. So, first off, he was disemboweled quite nasty. Um, the investigation you do shows that he has ribbons of skin left on him, suggesting there was some sort of sharp slashing lacerations of some kind. Also, his neck has been torn apart, and an arm is completely detached. So whatever you are looking for is quite strong. It's quite vicious, it seems. Um, you also see bruising on the wrist of the still-attached arm, which to you suggests he did fight back, although why a monster was holding a wrist is a bit beyond you. Okay. Um, can I tell if the bruise was made by a hand or, like, a shackle? You can, and it was made by a hand. Okay. A human hand, or a humanoid hand. That could be elf, it could be dwarf, it could be human. You're not sure. Okay. But there is a bruise around the wrist there, it suggests. Human. Does anyone else want to look at this body any further? Uh, I'll take one look at it and go, Oh, yes, this looks normal. Uh, I, I don't actually think there's any monsters here. Maybe we should just go home. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think you'll find, my dwarven friend, that there is in fact a monster because that's why there's three dead bodies here. But um, it's fine. You do you, I guess. Yeah, he's got a point. And then I'll just relate all the things I just found to everyone. Yeah, he's definitely some sort of monster man. What do I know? I'm a doctor. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, as you sort of surmised this and finished with um, Cyril's body, uh, he sinks back down into the salt to preserve it once more. Uh, he moves on to the next body. He says, ah, Roland Gauss, such a shame. Nice old elvish man. He was a, was a professor um, who worked at the academy. Quite liked him. It is quite a shame once again uh, and he does the same sort of action and flicks his wrist and the body rises up out of the salt with no salt left on and he's just on top sitting there does anyone else have a first aid check they want to try or um, I do yeah uh, but can I do a, like a monster lore or a, or a witcher check on the um, if you want to do a if you want to use your witcher training suit to sort of see what you can about the gathered evidence you can um, so you can do that on Cyril, the first the first uh, body. You yep. can do that. So if you want to roll that. So that is your Witcher training. I believe it is... Uh, uh, I think it'll be intelligence. Or it substitutes monster law. So it'll be, yeah, intelligence, Witcher training, and a D10. Uh, 15. So you can tell that whatever did kill Cyril has some sort of claws. Long, sharp, deadly claws. So yes, in front of you is sitting an old elven man. He is also quite badly damaged. He's not di- he's not uh, disemboweled, however, like the last one was. There is a lot of cuts and, and so forth. Yeah, uh, Dal, do you want to do the first aid check again? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that again. Right, and um, we will just assume that everything I tell Dal, you are all yeah. getting. Uh, yeah. This is Will sort of going over the body. Uh, uh, Dal going over the body. Eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, good. You can tell straight away that the slashed throat 
has gone all the way through. It's nearly decapitated him completely. Um, there also seems to be very strange bite marks near the neck, and it's almost imperceptible from the slash marks. What you do also gather that you nearly missed because of the, the body's just in such a bad condition is you do see a stab mark in the chest different from the slashes. Um, it's not that long. Uh, it's about half a pencil wide and very thin. Okay. Uh, can you all do an awareness check for me, please, as well? That'll just be awareness plus... I think it's... Intelligence. Intelligence, yep. Awareness plus intelligence and a D10. Thank you. Uh, so let me know your Three scores. D10s? One D10. So you just add the numbers together and then roll oh, a D10. Um, 19. 19. 17. Uh, 21. 21. 23. 23. So, 20, 21. 21. 23. You two, uh, Dwarf, um, sorry, I'm trying to remember the names. Hjalkith and Johnny, actually, as you're sort of all looking over this body... Um, you do notice um, that his hands are quite stiff, almost as if fists. And Hjalkath, you point this out to Johnny, who actually has the um, courage to go and do something about it. So, Johnny, you unfurl his hand, which is sort of set in with rigor mortis, so it does take a little bit of strength. And inside, you see a small piece of paper um, and also some strands of a fabric left over and on the piece of paper on one side it simply says Roland Gauss and on the other side it says Thinker's Park which is where his body was found mm. um, does does the bite mark on his neck look like a vampire bite to me um, can you please roll at monster lore or Witcher, Witcher training plus intelligence plus a d10 plus 4, 16 16 you cannot tell. Unfortunately, because of the decapitation, it has done so much damage. You, there is no way of knowing what kind of bite mark this is. The only way you can see it is because instead of a clean cut through, um, there is sort of a few like whole sort of things within the cut. And that is the only way you know that there is a bite mark. Although what this suggests to you is that perhaps this head was cut maybe to hide the bite mark. Can I do a check to see um, how similar the two attacks are on the two different bodies? Um, like if I, if yeah, I can tell that they're sure. from the same um, thing. So do you want to do a deduction for me, please? Um, so that is intelligence, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Deduction skill. 17. 17. Um, the only thing that matches between the two seems to be the slashes. The bite doesn't really seem to be present on the on the Fargus boy. However, his neck was completely ripped out. Yeah. But the slashes are the same. And you can tell because they seem to be made by four. So there was sort of three ribbons left over mm. and there's four slashing. Yeah. yeah, okay. I got a theory. I don't know, guys. Listen, okay, what do you think? Maybe somebody hoit these people, humans... Or, you know, humanoids, they got, you got the hand mark, you got the bite mark, and then they gave them away to the monster to take the the blame. Maybe there's something bigger behind this, you know. I think that's yeah. something worth thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the mage looks at you all and he's like, oh, well, you're getting a little bit inquisitive, aren't we? And he sinks the body back down now that you're done with it. And he moves on to the last one and once again raises it up out of the salt with a flick of his wrists. And before you is the man, uh, Jory Sobol. Now, immediately you can see that this is quite different from the other two. Um, the first thing is just there is massive damage to the pelvis area and the inside, and it's just sort of completely torn out. Um, yeah. Do you want to do a first aid check for me, Dal? Mm-hmm. 18. 18. Okay, so what you can see on Jory Sobol is the genitals are completely gone, completely ripped out. The chest has been torn open. And once again, the neck has been ripped apart. However, you do see lower down more of those bite marks. This time they're a bit more obvious. You've already done a check. Nicola, do your witcher, do your witcher want to do a witcher training check for me on the bite marks, please? Yes. Uh, 15. 15? Yep. There's definitely two sets of like holes, top and bottom. So there's four puncture marks completely. The damage is there. You, you're not sure. There's a lot of things that can make this sort of shape. But um, there is definitely... You would assume fangs. 
Um, can I do another awareness check to see if I can see anything else? Yeah, of course. Go for it. Oh, that's oh, that's ten. So it's that plus intelligence plus awareness. Correct. Twenty six. Twenty six. Cool. All right. So, can you? This will actually give you a different check. So, can you actually roll human perception for me, please? Human perception. Oh, okay. So if you don't have a number there, you just do the roll and uh, add the stat. Eight. Eight. Cool. You you go over his body. You can't really find anything. There's no money or anything like that. But it, it doesn't feel right. There is so much damage done to this, and you're not entirely sure why. Even a monster would do this because there's there's enough left that it hasn't eaten it. So you're not really sure what the point of this kill is. Finally, Flora lowers the body back down. It's like, well, that's all we know, I guess, and they're the bodies, so yeah, is there anything... I mean, I've got stuff to do, but I don't know about you lot. You know, Flora, was... if you want to make jerky, you got to add some herbs to that salt. You can't just leave it sitting in the salt. Oh, yes, you're very funny, Dr. Man, but uh, we use the salt to preserve the body. Yeah. So oh, were, of course. Were the, were the bodies... Were they nude, or did they have all their personal effects and stuff? No, they were they were mostly clothed, I believe, yeah. Mostly clothed. Just the damage that was done to them, obviously. Okay. All their clothing okay. and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. I like that thinking, though. Where are the clothes? Yeah. Uh, just, uh, he points out um, three boxes um, at the bottom of each of the tables with their personal effects. Yeah. Can we poke through them? Yes, please. By all means, go. Have a look. Have a look. All right. Um, so you go through Cyril Fargus's belongings. You see um, a few things, a few possessions that belong to the college or at least have like, oh, sorry, the academy, like academy monographed pencils, um, some notes, stuff like that, covered in blood um, and his clothing that's been torn appropriately with the um, with the damage that's been done to him. That's, that's what you say at a quick glance. Is there anything that I might want to steal? Um, the pencils, probably, they seem to be pretty exquisite and um, they seem to be some sort of like gift or something that you get from the from the academy you could probably sell them for for a little bit i steal the pencils uh yeah do you want to roll a sleight of hand check for me to do sure. this without anyone catching you <laughs> like we're all standing around the box looking at it and he's just, <laughs> and he's like, just like oh mm-hmm. yeah. so, nine plus, so 16 plus uh six so 22 22, cool. Uh, if anyone can beat a 22 awareness... I, I'm going to try. Yeah. I will not be able to beat that. No, no 12. 12. 17, no. No, he's very good. He's very good. Yeah, you managed to pocket these pencils. Look up um, there. We will just assume at some point you will sell these. So do you want to go ahead and take 10 gold for them? So, sure. Yep. 10 crowns? 10 crowns, sorry, correct. Crowns is the uh, appropriate currency. Weren't there pencils in here a second ago? I swear I saw some pencils. No, no, no. I think you might be mistaking. Oh, um, must be my psychosis acting there was up. Some, there was some notes. Uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of, Will, can you just roll a d10 for me quickly? Okay. Oh, God. A two. Oh, you you hear again a familiar voice echo through. Just punch him. Just punch him in the fucking face. Stupid fucking mage. Fuck him. I'm gonna kill him. I'll punch him. Yep. That's what you hear in your head. Okay. Uh, guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> can I, can um, I go you, and punch the mage? You, you do what? You go punch. Yeah, I'll go punch the mage. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, <laughs> I think I will follow him because I'm friends with the mage. Yeah, you see him oh, yeah, walk true. off yeah. angrily. Um. I'll get to that in a sec. You two continue to go through the belongings um, as, you, as you see the other two go, walk off to go through the mage. So in Roland Gauss's, the professor, his box, um, you see uh, professor's robes, a pair of spectacles, and a rather nice set of shoes. Yeah, do you want to do any sort of check? I'm not going to steal the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> steal a dead man's shoes. I want to. <laughs> you just, like, size them up. Like, mm, no. Nah. I just, like, measure them against my feet, yeah. and I'm like, eh. A little tired. Not today. Deduction. Just a deduction. Just to... Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Have a look. Yep. See what you can deduce from this. Uh, 14. 14. You don't find much, but looking at everything, you can see that even though most of his clothing is quite humble, it is very well made. Um, And you can see within the um, clothing that it was actually a gift. There is a small uh, note to Roland, like, with gratitude. Um, and you can see that even you can deduce from this that if all of it, like his possessions have been gifted to him, that he was quite well respected and admired by a lot of people. So, he's, so you can sort of determine that he was a decent, decent man, a decent person from the fact that he's been gifted these items. Okay. 
that he hasn't probably paid for them at all. Um, you go over to the mage. He's like, oh, yes, hello. Any, anything else, doctor? Just punch him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. What the? I'm going to cast Ard, I think, and push him away. <laughs> yeah, go for it. How much stamina do you want to use? Oh, just like a two. I think. Just a two? Cool. Uh, yeah, roll <laughs> magic. How does the magic work? Uh, so can you please do... <laughs> yes. Uh, what does Ard say there? I'm pretty sure it's your... Uh, a telekinetic force with a 10% chance to knock down enemies. Additional STA increases knockdown by 10% per point. Great. So you're going to use, use magic, will, and a roll, please. Uh, what? So on, the, on, the, on your front page, mm. in your statistics underneath the will category, there will be use magic or perform magic. Gotcha. And a D10? Yep. 16. 16. Uh, can you please do... <laughs> I can't believe we're here already. Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you used two, did you say? So can you roll a d10, first of all? Mm-hmm. It's a seven. Seven. Cool, so you do not get knocked down. Yep. Um, but you do get pushed back, and you will take some damage. Uh... <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? That's my friend. I, mean, I don't like him either, but come on. damage as you are knocked into the wall behind you. Um, which sort of snaps you out and this, this, these voices sort of disappear again, once again, very quickly yeah. now that you've sort of been knocked out of it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I just... Uh, sort of holding his nose. So, something came across me. I had to... Yeah, I'm sorry. Something came across you? Memories. Memories from my, the, the war. My fucking nose. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right, get out. No, I've had enough. All of you, get out. And oh, well sort of done, doctor. shuffles you all oh, out. Look at me, and unfortunately, I'm a before you got to that last... <laughs> Box as well. He's already pushed you out. Punch, so, um, punched by a doctor, and not oh, even a fighter. Huh. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I'm not go for it. If it's in your instinct, go for it. Yeah. If, what, what's what do you what do you? When he goes to push me out, I'd like to chloroform him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so see, look at the back of your sheet. What I wrote for chloroform. <laughs> okay. Is this the mage? Of course, is anyone who yep. breathes to make a stun save at? Minus two. <laughs> Minus two. All right, so he has to make... So do a melee melee check for me, please. Poor mage. <laughs> We're in the thick of it already. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, brawling zero, so 15. 15. You prefaced this by saying you'd only planned for two, but we could get into more <laughs> fights. So. Uh, at, a, at, a, at a 14, the mage is like, oh, what are you... Oh. <laughs> and sort of daintily... Flora daintily faints back into his chair as you chloroform him. Um, you... Asshole. He was pushing me. I don't like to be pushed. And then I push him. <laughs> and I go, I go, ah! I'll show you pushing. Um, yes, now with the mage chloroform, you can look at that last box of possessions if you want. Okay, okay, let's have a look at this quickly. All right, that was uh, kind of clever. Yelketh goes over back to the box and opens it up. Uh, and you see the possessions of Jory Sobble. Uh Clearly a uh, humble man, as a stable hand. His shoes reflect that. He's not very well off. However, you do see a few sort of cards from a place called the Rosebud. Can I can I take them? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do, they, do they have any? Can I see if they got any more information on them? Uh, it is. It is a. Um, it is a. A whorehouse. It is a whorehouse. Yes, it is a whorehouse. Okay. Uh, but for. Um, it's a bit more upmarket, which doesn't make sense for fancy, this man. A fancy oh. whorehouse. Yeah, it's a fancy whorehouse. So that doesn't make much sense, considering you can tell this man is quite poor. Do you tell the group this? Uh, yes. Yeah, right. I'll share that information with the group. Excellent. So oh, that is. nice there. Um, yeah, I'll also. Size, I'm like sizing his shoes up against my foot, and I go, mm, nah, I'm too nah. small. And they're, they suck. Like, yeah. You know. Um. Cool. So that is pretty much all you've exhausted. You've pretty much exhausted everything from the morgue. Uh, that's taking you about half a day. You going going through that, examining it, like it was quite an involved process, and you wanted to be thorough. So looking over the bodies is what took the most time. So uh, you exit the morgue, and you then the the grumpy guard just closes the door behind you, and you as you do, you sort of hear the stirrings of the of Flora sort of coming back into consciousness. Going, um, he, was, he was very tired. He said he wanted to sleep. Leave him alone for a while. Mm. <laughs> He's, the guard sort of gives a shrug. Uh, so yes, you have the rest of the day. Um, well, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I think we should head either to Thinker's Park or the Rosebud, because those are sort of the location clues we got from, from there. 
Mm, yes, I agree that we yeah. should uh, we should go to the whole house. Yeah. Oh, ap- yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also great. you do have the location of the murders marked on your map as well. Mm. Uh, are we allowed to split as a group? Um, I would prefer if you didn't. But if you if you if you think it is viable, I I, I will allow it. Like if you, if you if you genuinely think it's a good idea, go for it. Okay. I'm just thinking, just time wise, because we don't have that long. Maybe some of us go to the whorehouse or Thinkers Park, and some of us investigate some of the murder sites. Yeah. So with the time you have, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what now. With the time you have left in the day, because it's very risky to be out at night, and that's mainly why you you want to be in the in, in the inn. Sorry, I forgot to mention. By the way, you all have rooms at the Three Little Bells Inn, which is in town. Um. Yeah, so you can do, if you split up, you can do, if you split up, one of you, two of you go to the whorehouse, two of you go to the Thinker's Park, you will have time for one other thing as a group afterwards. Okay. Yeah, and that's unless something happens, so. Yeah. So who's going where? I'd very much like to go to the whorehouse. <laughs> I've seen enough disease in a whorehouse to never want to step in foot in it again, so I'll go to Thinker's Park. Sure. Uh, I, I guess you're yeah, yeah, pulling my leg. All right, let's go to the whorehouse. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you are on holiday, by the way. I <laughs> am. I miss Marie. She was uh, she's a special special lady. To Can me. we just remember to maybe stay on topic? What topic? We- oh, yeah. Got it. Yes. Got Great. It. Uh, I'll start with the whorehouse because it's funny. <laughs> um, uh, I, I say hi to everyone. Yeah, so you get you get to the Rosebud, and it is a very nice building. Lots of mahogany, I guess. Um, it's non-sustainable, so yeah, mahogany. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> you you Hilkath uh, and Hilkath 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 Hilkath. I'm getting there. Hilkath and Johnny, you enter uh, into the Rosebud, the whorehouse. Um, it is gaud- it is gaudy and dimly lit. Its interior is laced with red velvets, excessive drapery, and you see its sigil, which is a um, a single short bow with a rose and heart relief between the bow and the string, and that is that—that's its symbol that sits there. And that the bow's real. Um, it's very nice. Um, as you enter the door, you do hear a bell go off, um, which prompts an exceptionally tall human woman to come out from the back the back room. She bends down through the door frame behind the counter, um, hearing the bell heralding heralding your arrival. She is wearing an exquisite white dress. Do I know her? You do not. (sighs) My, my, my. What do we have here? A couple of vagabonds made their way into my establishment. Well, I'm sorry, my friends. You'll have to return later. My girls and boys need their beauty sleep. Oh, that's... uh, What a shame. But uh, we're actually here to have a look for some... uh, You know, did you hear about those moiters? It was good. Oh, yes. The beast. Oh, it's awfully terrible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, humans dying. Oh, oh, where, where? But, uh, you know, I think uh, there was some evidence in some pockets at the morgue. It was all... Yeah, it'll... Please save me the details. I don't need to know. So what can I do for you both here today? We just want to have a little look around, I guess. Oh, well, that's, that's not possible. Sorry. I was going to pull out one of the cards and just, like, place it on the table in front of her. Oh, so, yeah. Are you still cards? too busy? Um, I, I don't understand why you think one of my own business cards will persuade me to Oh, I thought it might be anything. a VIP card. No, that's just some oh. of cards. Although she picks it up. She's like, oh, this is um, Jory's. I gave them to him the other day when I kicked him out. It's a shame what happened, though. Why'd you kick him out? Oh, sorry. We don't discuss clients here. Oh, come on. You can with me. Can I roll for deception? Or perception? No, what's the word? Persuasion. Persuasion. Yes, you may. 14. Oh, no. Sorry. We don't discuss clients. No. Can no, I mean, you could make it... Can I try for persuasion Absolutely. as well? Please. Please tell us. Please tell us. <laughs> start crying. Please start crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> 16. Uh, she sees you get teary-eyed and she gets rather uncomfortable. She's like... Oh, no, please don't. It, no, it's fine. Fine, fine. Just stop crying. God, grown man. Um, yes. I start patting him on the back empathetically. Oh. And I'm like, there, there. She ha- she pulls out a handkerchief and like, bends down to give it to you. Um, to sort of tap your eyes. And I snatch it real quick. And <laughs> just wipe my face. Uh, she sort of mumbles pathetic to herself. Um, oh, yes, Mr. Sobble. 
piece of work, that one. He had good coin, though. Don't know how being a stable hand he gets that much money, but um, he liked to play rough, you see. I don't much care for it. And he had his second warning, so last week, after bruising up one of my girls, it's a good thing he's gone. She'll make more money with a healthy face, you see. Oof. But yes, no, I kicked him out. That was his second warning, the second time this has happened. He died that night. Such a shame. Oh, no. My girls won't get hit. Good riddance, I say. Yeah, what an asshole. Yes, he was. Yeah. Would you say he was always an asshole? Well, the two times he came in, he was quite rude. Um, He seemed to have an air about him. Clearly didn't know what to do with the money. Um, But, you know, I'd seen him come in a few times and he never could pay. But um, perhaps he saved up or... No, turn to crime. I don't know, but um, was he um, was he ever with anyone, or did he just come in by himself? No, he was alone. He was alone. Um, yeah, very much alone. Now, if there's anything else, I was going to buy more rouge. So, if we could move this quite along, I have some more shopping. Oh no! Don't let us hold you up. You know, we'll uh, we'll just we'll head out. That's fine. Please, I'm also leaving. So, <laughs> she pulls out her keys to to lock up and and leave. Uh, I'm going to try and slide a hand this one once she puts it in her pocket. Um, however, she's just standing at the door waiting for you to leave. So. <laughs> I don't know. With the keys in her hand, with the door open, <laughs> she's going to walk out with you. It's the pencils the... all over again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, where did she's I put those keys? keys? She is going out to get more rouge and other things. So she okay, will be let's, leaving. Let's, and let's, let's go, Johnny. I don't want her to push me. <laughs> well, why would I push you, dear? Because we're not leaving quick enough. No, you're not leaving quick enough. Good point, actually. And she starts to go to push you as a joke. She's like, what? <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Fine. Just please. I have things to do. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, did, did you hear about the, the, the rouge sale uh, down at the store? It's pretty... Well, yes, that's why I'm going. I, I know. It's great. You know, do you want me to come? Uh, you know, I could really get some myself. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I don't... I don't do the work. I'm a madam. I run the place. Oh, I, yeah, I don't mean no disrespect. But you're just a beautiful woman. You know? Oh, it's fine. I get that a lot. Please leave. Okay, you're three heads <laughs> taller than me. It's one of my biggest fantasies, <laughs> literally. Uh, roll seduction. <laughs> yes. Thank uh, you. Sorry, seduction, uh, I guess, uh, empathy. Empathy. empathy yeah. Oh, and excellent. <laughs> okay, empathy is four. Um, 8, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Um, as you you sort of say, it's one of my biggest fantasies, you you noticeably see her blush, which is not, she's seen me rather collected up until this point. So she's like, well, well, I mean, I'm I'm free tonight later if you want to come on by. You don't seem like you need rouge to me, lady. (laughs) Look at that. Okay, well, all right, well, I'll see you later then. uh, she, She... ushers you out the door and um, locks up, puts the key in her pocket. It's like, toodaloo, I'll see you later, and walks off to the market. You two, mm. Dal and Mira, mm. you make your way to Thinker's Park. Mm. You head towards the academy, which is across a bridge. There is two sort of islands to Oxenfurt as a city. There is the big main island, which all the sort of housing and shops and all that sort of stuff is on. Then there is the academy, which is a it's still quite a large island, but it is smaller. And then it sort of goes really thin and goes up and around to the eastern side and creates another small island. Uh, the um, academy itself is raised quite high out of the river. Same with the city. Um, so as you cross this bridge and get into uh, Thinker's Park, Thinker's Park is the entryway into the academy. It's, a simple, it's quite a simple park with a statue of a thinking scholar holding an apple in the centre. Um, Dal, you'll know this is Leon Oppenhauser. He invented a perpetual motion machine and then was sort of lauded as a genius afterwards. And he is from the uh, from the Oxenford Academy. Uh, there are several seats scattered around the park made of stone um, around the courtyard. It's a, sort of a square courtyard. It's quite small, but you can see that it is made space for students to come here and think or just have somewhere to go and, and, and have space, yeah. Oppenhauser was a jackass. I don't know why they made a statue of him. Well, I guess he did a few good things. Mm. Mm. Um, can I do a Witcher training check to see what's around? 
I will let you do an awareness check oh. to see what's around. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, as you start looking around this park, you do manage to find what you think as the murder site. Now, as been some time has passed since this man was murdered, um, so from what you can tell, the blood must has washed away in the rain. It's quite a rainy area. Um, and obviously people have cleaned up since then. But you do manage to find some things of note. Behind one of the seats, you see a small empty vial with a small amount of weird residue left in it. Um, you also find a small knife. It's quite a simple knife. Looks, might, looks like it might be used for opening letters. It's quite nice. It also has a monogram on it of R.G. Can we tell whether this knife is the same size as the stab wound in Roland? Can you please do a deduction check for me? Yeah, 15. 15. Yeah, I'd have guessed you'd, you'd say it's roughly the same size. Mm, yeah. Okay. This knife itself does seem to have a bit of dried blood on it as well, but you can clearly see some marks where the rain has sort of fallen and, and splashed away what was left. But because it was under the seat, it sort of survived. So you can definitely tell that this has had blood on it and still does have some blood on it. Mira, look. This dagger looks like the stab wound size. <laughs> it is it? Is it Mira? Did I get yes. that right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second guess myself. Very interesting. And look, this vial over here. Can I do like an alchemy check? Maybe in. Um, I'll let you apply your Witcher knowledge to this check, please. Uh, 16. 16. Um, you open the vial and straight away the smell hits you. You know damn well that this is a Witcher potion of some kind. You get hints of white myrtle petals some barley. There is something with a lot of calcium in there. Interestingly enough, a drowner brain is also something you smell in there. And allspice root. Witches have a really keen sense of smell, so they can smell things quite well, which is why you're able to do that check. Could you just do one more... Actually, Dal, can you do an awareness check for me, please? Yep. Based on that, we'll see what Mira can do. 19. That'll just do it. You, looking at the scene, you know something's not right. Uh, He was clearly sitting down where these possessions were found and something in your eyesight, you just know something's not right here and you point that out to Mira who has keener senses and might be able to pick something up. Do you want to do a Witcher training check for me, please? A 20. (laughs) The exact number you needed. Wonderful. So... (laughs) You see from behind the seat where he's sitting, there is a large garden. And sure enough, what Dal said is true. Something isn't right. And you notice that there is still some heavy footprints in the mud in this garden, which people wouldn't be in this garden for any reason. They're also facing the seat. So what you deduce from this is that someone watched this happen. Can I do an alchemy check to see if the ingredients that Mira sensed, if I know what sort of potion that makes? Do an alchemy check. It's going to be quite difficult because you're not a witcher and she's confirmed it is a witcher potion. Yeah, okay. 21. That's a good roll. You've read this. You've done a lot of reading as a doctor and you've had to treat a lot of people and once in your history you did have to treat someone who drank a witcher potion Um, witcher potions are incredibly lethal to humans and very rarely do they survive if they drink one everything that's described to you, you know generally that witcher potions, their ingredients are reduced down to their core alchemical component Mm. and you can identify that these ingredients are reduced down to the following things, which is vitrol um the myrtle petals, the barley, and the calcium all reduce down to vitrol, which is quite important. It's a quite important ingredient. Rebus is the next um, one, and aether. Now, you're not, you, you don't know what this potion makes. You don't know what these ingredients make, but you now know exactly why these ingredients were used and what they. So, yeah. So, you've got three vitrol, one rebus, and one aether. So, can I then do a check? Sure, why not? Do a, do a Witcher training check. Let's go. I actually do an alchemy check because... Uh, 18. 18. 18. This uh, 
this works. Um, you can identify what this what these ingredients make. It makes a potion called Black Blood. Do you know what that potion is, Nicola? Being a Witcher fan? I fucking should, but... <laughs> but you don't? <laughs> don't. But you don't. Black Blood is a potion you drink that renders your blood inconsumable by monsters. It hurts them. It becomes like a poison to them. Why a human would have an empty vial of this, suggesting that maybe he drank it, you don't know. Okay. Well, I relay this back. Yeah, you are, you are certain that that potion would have killed him if he had it. Would I know if... The, this is the gap in my knowledge. Would the... So the the black blood makes the blood inconsumable. Yeah, it makes it like a poison. Even monsters. though it's going to kill a human, would it still have that effect on the human? Uh, as in, if a human drank the blood? Yeah, no, as in, if the human drank the potion, would their blood still be inconsumable even though they are going to die from the potion? There's a bit of inconsistency within um, different medical studies. Yeah. Um, part of that, part of the reason which a potion's don't kill witches is because witches have strong mutations but humans don't have this so whether or not the potion gets manipulated by the mutagens or not no one's really certain but you have heard stories of witcher potions successfully working on humans in rare cases yeah um but that generally leaves them debilitated for the rest of their life so there is a chance Hmm. you don't know how high that chance is okay well, again, I relay that information. Um, right. yeah. You all meet up again and share your information together. Um, you are in the city. You have one more thing you can do before nightfall. It is getting quite late. The sun is starting to set. What would you like to do? Uh, well, I think we got a lot of information from Thinker's Park. We should probably go to another murder site, right? Sure. Maybe... Um... Quick question. Mm. Are those witch potions... Sold, or are they completely? They just are made. made. Okay, yeah, they do not. They are not sold. Well, there's only one other Witcher in this town, but we don't know where they are. No. <laughs> oh, you mean outside of you two? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you all paid. You all paid yeah, money to a yeah. Witcher, or or at least the Regency Council paid money to a Witcher to deal with the beast, and he hasn't been seen in about three days. Um, you all knew he was here. You suggested him. You hadn't met with him, but um, yeah. The witch's name was Walter Fur, or Walter Fur. Um, he was in town. Um, you you heard he was in town. Witches, much like other witches, generally like to be isolated. They very rarely come together. So you were you were both meaning to see him at some point, but you just never got around to it. Mm. Well, Cyril's uh, murder site is just over the bridge, so maybe we should head there before dinner. And- yeah, okay. So you all meet up at Freethinkers Park and you start heading back. And on the other side of the bridge, you do see, uh, again, Cyril was the very first murdered. So from looking immediately, you can't tell exactly what's here, but it's just at the bridge. So do you want to... Yep, there you go. It's it's here. It's it, This is where he was killed, just at the entrance to this bridge. Um, does anyone have a higher perception... Or something awareness is awareness than me. I've got pretty good awareness. Do you want to do a check to see? Sure. Can I do a check? Absolutely. Cool. So I didn't mean to. No, that's <laughs> backseat gameplay. Yeah. Oh, that's a two. Two that's plus 10. what? Six eighteen. Eighteen. That's still very good. Um, you take a look around and you can tell that there is there is. If there is any evidence here, it's been washed away by the rain. There's a lot of downwards drains and stuff that lead into the sewers and things like that. But what you do notice is that there is some houses uh, with windows which look directly down onto the bridge entrance. So perhaps maybe someone saw something because it is a very open and exposed area. Okay, I'll relay that information to everyone and I'll... I'll, um... As long as you guys are together, we will assume that you all... Yeah, yeah. Elbow Johnny and go, Oh, Johnny, um, maybe you should go speak to those people. I should? uh, Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, then we'll walk on over and knock on the door. Uh, You hear footsteps come down and and you see a rather uh, raggedy old woman answer the door. She's like, yes, hello. 
Oh, 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 oh. And she slams the door. She's like, I don't want no witches here. No, go away. Can I do a social etiquette check or something similar to try and sort of ease the situation? Sure. Go yeah. ahead. Probably shouldn't have been the one to knock. Sorry, guys. I forget. I'm used to being alone in the forest. That's a 15. 15. Uh, you saw, as you see this happen, you actually recognize the woman. You've treated her before. She's a regular. She has issues with her feet. Um, something like that. Uh, Corns. They'll get you every yeah, time. Yeah. Um, so you, you go up. What do you say to sort of get her back out? Uh, what's it? Do I know her name? Uh, Marie. Marie. Marie, it's it's Doctor Dell. Marie, we we don't we we just want to ask you a couple of questions. We're on the case about the the boy who is the, is the boy. Yep. So the boy who was uh, who was hurt here a few few days ago. Uh, you, she sort of creaks the door open. She's like, Doctor. Oh, hello. Yes, Dell. Hello there, Marie. How how are your feet feeling? Oh, yes. You know the corns like they get you. Yeah. My old age, <laughs> they always do. They always yeah. do. Now, do you mind if we come in for a couple of minutes, uh, Marie? I'd rather you did it. Okay, that's okay. We can do this here, sure. uh, Marie. A couple of nights ago, there was a young boy who was uh, murdered here. Did oh, <laughs> my yes. accents all over the place? But you can... yeah, yes, the, the Fargus boy. Yes, no, a few weeks ago he was murdered. Yeah, now, terrible business. Did you happen to hear anything or see anything that night? Well, I heard things. Yes, so I heard him scream, and and I and I and I heard the monster, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Get yes. him. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to relive it. I don't want you to relive it. Do you remember seeing anyone else nearby? No, no. I didn't. I didn't see anything. No, but um, I, I was walking back from from the market that night, and I did see Cyril. Mm. And what was he doing? He was chatting up a woman, I believe. Yes. <laughs> did yeah. Did you recognize the woman at all? No, I don't. I don't get out that much. But um, no, she was strikingly beautiful. Long, long, dark hair. Mm. I've never seen anyone like her in town. So I mean, if it, you'll know her when you see her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very beautiful. Yeah. Anything else you can relay to us, Marie? No, that's it. Oh. I. I've got a pot on, so I better go take yes, care of that. Marie, you, I'll see you next month, okay? We'll get oh, those corns yeah. looked at. Thank you, yes. Goodbye, All right. Doctor. And she closes the door and you hear... Crazy, <laughs> old, crazy old bat, that Marie. <laughs> <laughs> you all head back to the inn that you have lodgings in. The three little bells. I kind of want to go to the whorehouse. And follow that up. All right, so you'll go back to the hall house. That's fine. <laughs> um, can all of you, before you split up, you're in front of the inn. Um, can you roll just an awareness check, please? Mm-hmm. 14. Uh, 23. Yep. 16. 16. 14. 14. Yalkuth, you notice a weird menagerie of birds just on the, on the I guess, f- for lack of a better term, gutter of the, of the, ta- of the inn. Um... Yeah, they, they, they weird. There's just a weird variety of birds that don't really hang out. There's a blackbird. There's some weird colourful ones that you've never seen before. Um, and then you do notice them all sort of fly back in to a house window across uh, opposite the way. Um, uh, did anybody? Did anybody else see that? For God's sakes, Yalkuth, I'm a doctor, not an ornithologist. <laughs> no, you just um, knew the name for the birds watching, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> I didn't see nothing. So I'll, I'll relay what I just yeah. saw. That's weird. We should check that out tomorrow. Yeah, perhaps <laughs> per- perhaps we should um, have a look at that house. Uh, as you enter the inn, you actually catch the end of a song by a local bard. That is playing. You see a small group of patrons huddled around a small stage in the back corner of the dance hall area. The Three Little Bells Inn is actually also a quite popular dance hall. It's a nice sort of mid-range inn in town. The bard is old. He's too old to exactly gauge his age. Um, He has long white hair and a beard and has four parallel scars wiped across his face. And you can tell by his white eyes that he is blind. You managed to catch the end of his song. In the night of oxen fat, men will die, or so I heard. Only sinners meet their ends, lose their heads to the beast. So yes, as the song ends, all the patrons sort of like 
give him like start throwing paper at him like oh what are you doing scaring us at this time of night you old man and there's a woman who's like how are you scaring the children and all that sort of business the crowd sort of disperts and goes back to the bar goes back to their tables some go upstairs for the night as well um and you sort of see the old bar just like count like counting his coins out in the corner there but yes relatively poignant song by the bard Mm. I think maybe we should have a little chat with the bard. All right, I'm happy to follow your lead on this. All right. uh, <laughs> as you approach the bar, the bard, um, he gives sort of like a you, you seem get a few <laughs> sniffs in as you approach. He's like, "Ah, witches! I can smell you. Hello, come to listen to old Nellis the Blind Bard sing." Yes. <laughs> yes, Nellis. It was. Uh, Interesting. Thank you, Babard. So interesting is, I guess, a compliment. Yes. Uh, with that song, what do you mean only these sinners? Oh, well, I've lived here for many, many years. Yes, even was attacked by the beast once, but in all my time, no innocent man has died. No, always sinners. That's why I lived. I'm a good man. I'm a good boy, old Nettis. Done nothing wrong in my life, no. Just sung songs in this bar, yes. So you're saying it's not random attacks? No, only sinners and men, for that example as well, yes. It's always been men. For God's sakes, blind bard, can you tell us what you know about the three men who were killed? Are they, well, what makes them sinners? No, oh, I don't know. I didn't know any of them. I'm just Nellis, the blind bard. But I can tell you what happened to me. Ah, fine, yes. Yes. I was attacked 30 years ago by the beast, but when I was out about town, the beast attacked me. I didn't see it, though. It swiped me across the face, gave me these hideous scars. Now I'm blind, you see. But all I heard, all I heard that night was a young man saying, No, not him, not him. He saved my life, that boy. What kind of sinner are you, then, Bard? I'm not. I lived. Uh, damn it, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I see. I mean, I like my drink as much as the next blind bard, and, you know, I've yelled at some children every now and then, but I wouldn't call them sins now, would I? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, did you recognize the boy? No, no idea, no. It was a young man. I know it wasn't a child, but yes, I know. That was 30 years ago now. Did he sound like Michael Caine by any chance? <laughs> no, he wasn't on the Regency Council, Michael Caine. No, he wasn't. Ah, no. uh, good. Okay. Well, were you with a woman that night? There seems to be a pattern here. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not interested in love or anything like that. I was just going for a wonder, and, you know, I forgot. I was like, oh, go f- clear my head for the night. I'm not doing very good songs at the moment. And I was like, well, I'm fine. I haven't sinned. I haven't done anything wrong. The beast isn't going to get me. Ha, 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 ha. Spoke too soon. <laughs> Clearly, look at my face. Can I do a first aid check to assess the scars to see if they match the... Um you can do a deduction check. Yeah, yeah, I'll do a deduction Please. check then. 17. Yes, they do match. It is f- it is four scratches. Hmm. You can tell they're quite deep and they have sort of malformed his face. You can even see that where his skull was, sort of there is indents in there. So his skin is healed over, created scars, but those scars went through bone as well. It is a, it, it's a miracle he managed to survive with only losing his sight. Did you meet anyone on that walk? No, no, just the just that man, the young man who saved me. He took took me took me to the doctor at the time. Uh, and yes, and he I really don't remember much after that. I passed out and, you know, woke a few weeks later alive barely. Did you? my way back, I did. While um while they're discussing this, hmm. can I reach out while they're distracted and just Sleight of hand, one of his little piles of coins away. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so can everyone roll their awareness skill with a negative two, please? 21, sleight of hand. 11. Used to, he might be two for two here with his crimes. 15. 15? 7. Yeah, good work. Uh, you managed to steal about 100 crowns, which is quite <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, apparently, like, maybe this was his earnings for the whole 
day or, or, or perhaps even a few days and, and you've managed to nick a day or something like that, but you've, you've managed to grab 100 crowns off him. But yes, there's, there, there is three things that I know for certain. The beast only kills men who have sinned. Sometimes the beast kills more, but never less than four. And he always comes in winter when it's darkest. So if he's after four and he's already killed the witcher, then problem solved. Oh, he kills more. I, I said he kills more, but never less than four. Always oh, four or more. Damn it. But generally, on average, at a mean, <laughs> I would say he roughly kills four people at every decade. Yeah, but what's the standard deviation of that mean? <laughs> Come on, man. The standard deviation is of about three. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Some, so, yes, yeah, the one... one uh, one year was particularly wild. It killed seven people. Well, we only have three bodies so far, so... Yes, well, he is due for a kill in a few nights. <laughs> Tabletop Unknown's Big Trouble in Little Oxenford is Nicola Code as Mira, Simone McGinniskin as Johnny G... Mitchell Sayers as Hjelkuth, Will Sayers as Dal, and myself, Jesse Thomas, as your GM. The tabletop theme is by Will, and the Beast of Oxenfurt and Town on Edge tracks are by myself. Additional sound effects are from zapsplat.com. You can email us at tabletopunknowncast at gmail.com for any feedback or questions or any suggestions for um, other systems you want us to test, or you can find us on Facebook at tabletopunknown for memes and the like and more sort of content um so please send us memes the next episode will be up on may the 1st and we will see you then students they're a they're a horny bunch doctor they, uh, they'll tell me about it oh, for god's sakes marie i'm a doctor i see it all <laughs> 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 Table top unknown.